Welcome once again to another edition of the Wonky Cast. This week I am chatting to Cosmo Wallace, director of hopefully a new upcoming project called Super Duper. I met Cosmo a couple of weeks ago at the uh, MCM London Comic Con. He was there promoting uh, Super Duper, which is his current Kickstarter project uh, to get off the ground a new superhero movie. Kickstarter is currently running. It'll be running until the 21st of June, so you've still got plenty of time to go and check out the trailers, uh, listen to this, you can hear all about it from Cosmo himself, uh, and then, yeah, go and back the project. It's something I, I really want to see off the ground because it looks like it's going to be awesome. So yes, kick back, listen to Cosmo uh, explaining all about the project, and then go, back it! I guess just to start out, uh, just to kind of go through what what Super Duper is, how it came about. Awesome. Um, uh, Super Duper uh, came about as... uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the Marvel announcement about one of the directors that that, uh, that had been assigned to a project. It wasn't... um, it wasn't Edgar Wright because he's been involved in Out Man forever until yeah, he got right. booted off right. very recently. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I'm going to change the level on my mic. I think it's a little high good. for you. Uh, <laughs> no worries. It's coming through fine go. on this end. Oh, good, good. Um, uh, and I was, I was actually thinking, uh, uh, what a shame it is how many really good directors tend to get their you know, their big break seems to come from a comic book movie that isn't necessarily a very good fit f- for them, and yeah. their voices tend to be quite muted. And I was sure. thinking, well, uh, you know, in the the fantasy way that you do, well, if I, well, if I was in that situation, and I was thinking, well, what kind of a, a superhero movie would I make if I had the chance? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, actually, I I think I'd like to make one that was about people that was mostly about talking that was uh, an anti-hero's journey yeah um where you never really you don't see the same things that you always see and how fun that could be and then i suddenly realized holy shit we could we could make that now <laughs> yeah. like we wouldn't need a studio to make to make that movie and since i've been told that um uh, on one of the one of his uh, DVDs, Kevin Smith talks about how he would do a Batman movie, which is just Batman and Robin talking. Yeah, and I mean, so that's the, the that, classic you know, Kevin it, Smith doubleheader. Exactly, <laughs> and so that was kind of that was that's a very similar idea, I suppose, to the one that I'd I'd had yeah. uh, independently. But it was uh, it was about maybe uh, also kind of deconstructing, but in. Not such a kind of just a, a a lame kind of pop culture way. I think there's been enough of that, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but actually, uh, uh, going a little bit deeper and a bit more truthful about uh, what works in what works in uh, comic book movies, it, it tends to be to me very similar with what works in our culture right now, and what doesn't work in comic book movies doesn't work in our culture. And there's there's been. Uh, a, a, far too long where storytelling has become subsidiary to to money making yeah, and, and uh, the, the uh more you know bang for the book has. type of uh, approach exactly but but it changes it, it makes you not question certain things and 
you know, I don't know if I, you know, I said this to someone the other day and I pissed them off. So here goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying that uh, logically, um, having a world in which Batman and Superman exist is really stupid. You know, like the reason that that exists is it, 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 there's no there's no more reason to put those two things together than there is to put to have Disney buy the works of William Shakespeare and say we're going to make a Mickey Mouse Hamlet movie, you know. Which I'm sure is could, on the card somewhere. There'll be an know, agenda floating around for that somewhere. You know, and, and if you've got the best writers in the world, you could make an amazing movie with Mickey Mouse and Hamlet. But that doesn't change the fact that the only reason that someone's going to put to, uh, together a movie about an immortal god from a different planet who lives in a sunny place called Metropolis and a mean psychopathic billionaire who lives in a miserable shithole called Gotham and who's human and who fights psychopaths uh, the only reason you put them together in any circumstance is because they're owned by the same company yeah. and, they, and they're their biggest hits and they want to put them together. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Hey, we can make uh, so know. much money from doing one of these films, enough money from doing one of these films if we put the two together, surely it will multiply. Exactly, and the thing is is that there's no competition between Superman and Batman. You know how Superman beats Batman? He waits. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because Batman's mortal, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and it's one of these things where we've got to the point now, and, and it reminds me of things like uh, the new Transformers movie where everyone goes nuts over Dinobots and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like th there has to come a, part, a, a time when you go, all of that awesome stuff from my childhood is great, and I love seeing it in a more adult setting. But it's, it, it, but it becomes a little bit like I... I don't know if you did this, but I think everyone everyone has tried this in some form or another when they're children, is you decide you're going to sneak into the kitchen and bake a cake or make a pizza or you're going to do something. Mm. And you go, well, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to have ice cream on my pizza and capers and sardines because these are all the things that I like. No, I'll, I'll like put sardines. them all together. But, you know, in, in I'm going to put them place. all together. It's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah. And, 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 and it's one of those things where you learn, actually, if you put everything that you like in the world into one thing, it's not necessarily going to be that Great. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> often, yeah, yeah. often it doesn't work. And, uh, you, you know, uh, and a lot of uh, movies coming out in the next couple of years uh, are sold almost exclusively as that this is everything that you've ever liked put together in one place. Yeah. You know, it's like the... Um, the double down, <laughs> double down sandwich, which is uh, the the thing they've got in uh, the states, the KFC thing, which the the bread is chicken breasts, right? And then yeah, it's got yeah. a burger in the middle, you know. <laughs> and it's like you get to a point where that's not good anymore, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, replacing the bread with Krispy Kreme donuts yeah. isn't good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially with DC, in terms of them trying to rush out something <laughs> to compete with the the kind of might of the Avengers mm. cinematic universe, I think that they're they're about to tread a very very unsteady path in terms of cramming as much as they can into this next batman versus superman movie they've got batman they've got superman they've got wonder woman and then they're <laughs> going to try and crowbar some other origin stories in there and then eventually they're going to go and here's a justice league movie this is what we planned all along and it's just like exactly. well no, no. Uh, you know and i think one of the one of the things that uh, that you see from that uh, time and time again is uh, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're, we're going to reach peak Marvel. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of money. They might be making shitloads of money for at least 10 years. You know, like, you, know yeah. it, you can't underestimate the, the box office nowadays when it, mm. when it comes to how smart they are. But in terms of creativity, um, I'm very, very pleased that the last Captain America movie did well because it was good. 
Um, but I don't have as much confidence with some of the other ones that are coming out. No, so, no, indeed. And, and you get the feeling that, you know, what they did right and what DC have done consistently wrong and Sony with Spider-Man as well, but is a problem that we have with storytelling in our culture now is we're reaching the end of the road as the hero's journey being a viable structure to tell stories with. Yeah. It's we've seen it, you know, every single thing that's going to happen. And when George Lucas took the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell and applied every part of it to a script, that was revolutionary. That was kind of the one thing that he did that has well that and inventing the trilogy as we yeah. as we, as we yeah. kind of see it. Those are the two things that he he did. Um, yeah, because at Star Wars was always that uh, it, it was that classic story of the one man can make a difference. It was the classic legend story of wizards it, and exactly, and and you know, it, and it hits every beat of the hero's journey. The refusal of the call, mm. uh, you, you know, a, a, a wizard who who gives help, traveling to the belly of the beast, then yeah. coming back with the elixir, but also coming back with the evil. Every single part of it fits that arc, and. That's one of the reasons it's just so such a successful uh, piece of work. But it's 35 years later. Yeah, and absolutely. People are still, you know, and you go into the cinema, uh, you know, you can tell from the poster normally everything that's going to happen in, in one of these movies. If Top not tip, that, then if, the 30-second teaser trailer is going to give it yeah, all away. You, you know, like, you, you look at the poster and you've got the, the biggest face is the hero and his his name is the title of the movie, so you know he's going to be okay. Yeah. And then you've got you've got his girlfriend and then you've got a, a friend. If, he, if he's black, he's going to be a good guy and he's going to be his best friend. <laughs> and then if there's an old white guy, he's going to be the baddie. He's, yeah. You're going to think he's going to be the goodie, but he's going to be the baddie, yeah. whether it's Jeff Bridges or it's... um. Uh, Robert Redford or it's anyone if there's an old white guy he's like the mentor who turns out to be the bad guy yeah. and it's just you know it's one of these things you look at the poster and you can see everything that's going to happen in the movie and you sit down and you know every beat before it comes and yeah. I think that's something that can't last forever if if people are going to continue going to see movies absolutely that, that, there needs to be kind of some new tropes and some new uh, some new ideas just to pop exactly the scene. Exactly, and so my, my idea for this was it was superhero interns uh, stuck on a giant base, and everything that you see in one of those movies is happening, just not to them. <laughs> it's just outside, and you get uh, and you get the sense of uh, incredible frustration with these guys that they want to go out and help, and they want to be heroes. And it was one of these things I wanted it to be like. Um, a much more accurate representation of. Uh, I don't know if it's my generation or the. I don't know if I have a generation to be honest, <laughs> but uh, uh, but certainly uh, the people I know who are, who are younger than me now, five to ten years younger than me, is they're stuck in a kind of permanent limbo where they have all sorts of dreams and things have been laid out for them, but but actually there's n there's nothing there's no way of getting to where they want to go, yeah. um, and. Uh, this is a, this would be a, a very nice representation of that of two people who've been promised the world and who've ended up with a mop and a, and a bucket and no <laughs> with no actual way of getting any further up the chain of command. Yeah. wondering like uh, seeing these people and, and I mean it's one of these things. I, I direct co commercials for a living and uh, <laughs> you, you know I'm sure it's um it's one of these things where you'll have seen the same thing in, in many aspects of where you've got to where you've got to is 
when you're struggling at the bottom and you're surrounded by people who don't seem to have very much talent um, or uh, or at least don't seem to work as hard as you or yeah. be as interested in you and they have what they need to do things and you have you have the ability to make them coffee <laughs> and that's it yeah. and yeah. you're sitting there going how the how the fuck did this happen what how will I ever get there and you know I, I, a lot of people don't you know a yeah. lot of people never get beyond that and this this I want I want this to be about people coming to terms with what life is going to be like if they don't get to do what they really really want and that's something that you never see in movies they always no, make no, it that, 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 yeah there's always <laughs> that, it's always a long hard struggle but you know eventually they win out and then um, they get through at the end of the day but yeah uh, you know and then that, that in in a way i i think that that's not just a cop out because it's dishonest it's also there's something that's very that's very profound about accepting your life the way it is and trying mm. to make that a better thing rather than holding out all your hope for a miraculous thing that's going to happen to you just around the corner. Yeah. Um, and it's something that a lot of us, including myself, are probably going to have to deal with um, mm. before too long. So that's kind of, that's the idea. And it's one of these ones where you, it, this would be a really funny movie, but it's also... Uh, it's got a serious point to it, so I, I don't know if uh, people would think it was a giant bummer, to be honest. <laughs> no, I don't um, think so. I mean, I, I think there's that at the moment certainly there, there's a lot of scope for the kind of the, the, the more intelligent hero movie, and I think this kind of started to come about with when people started making stuff like Kick Ass, and then there's a whole bunch of other kind of. Uh, vigilante type movies that came about i can't remember the name of all of them now there was about... super and there's yeah, um, super. defendor which defendor. is defendor yes actually i, I really like Defendor. yeah so th there's um, those kind of movies which are they're a lot more on the kind of bleaker end of the scope yeah. rather than everything being flashbangs and everything's fantastic for superheroes they're much more grittier kind of down and dirty movies Exactly, and, and I, I think that the thing that would make super duper different from those is that they're all essentially the same story of someone in rooted in what is in some way the real world, mm. and they have mental problems, and they try and bring the superhero world into the real world. And all three of them, I think, are inspired by comic books and yeah. everything like that. Whereas this is in the comic book world, showing what life would really be like if mm. you were a normal person you know yeah. if you weren't everyone imagines themselves being batman or superman in those movies they don't imagine themselves as the person running around with their hair on fire screaming as stuff goes on and this would kind of be about exposing that through some of the characters and also uh through you know i imagine the avengers as being something like um a, a, a Premier League football club, or the, you know, a club in the NBA, mm. and and this is your you local have, town. Exactly, you, you have these guys at the very top, and then you have the conference, <laughs> yeah. and you have guys who are 28 who are still like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, a scout from Man United is gonna see me, and I'm gonna be making a fortune, but. You know, you're 28. You you got one busted knee. You're pretty good at football, but you know, like yeah. this, this is probably as far as you're gonna get. And also looking looking practically at the terms of, you know, how is the Batcave so clean, man? You know, yeah. how <laughs> Iron Man's <laughs> who does all that? And shiny. It, it can't just be that? Alfred. Seriously, the guy's old. Know, 
uh, the thing is, is you you couldn't hire a cleaning crew to do that because the all of the super villains would mm, they would then know where you were. Yeah, it's you know, I think once uh, I don't know if you ever came across a, a tabletop role playing game called Champions many many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I used to play that one, and uh, we we had a, a team called the the Scunthorpe Superhero Group. No, nice. so there was there was, sorry, it was Captain Scunthorpe, Courageous Man, and the Cosmic Bolt of Doom were the three nice. characters, and we had this secret base. And uh, at one point, somebody uh, rang for pizza from the secret base. And so when it was delivered, then everybody knew. And so they blew us up. And it was just like, all right, yeah. So it's, it's that kind of thing of, you know, how, how normality just kind of clicks over. The need to eat suddenly went, oh, oh that's my superhero base blown. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly the point behind, uh, behind the kind of the, 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 the reasoning for it was that actually... Interns are the one group of people you can really trust because you're not paying them. They get nothing out of it if it doesn't mean mm. something further down the line. So they're very, very loyal. And you know, who, who do you who do you get to do these things? You know that you never see. Like who cleans up the city after it? After you know, Superman's gone on one of his. Massive after, sprees, yeah, like in the, the last end movie, of the last film, yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, don't stop me on that. I hated that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, yeah, you'd have to have a B team full of people who just come in and help out. Um, and in a lot of ways, they would actually be doing the true, the truly heroic stuff because yeah. no one's watching them. Yeah, they're, they're the <laughs> unsung know? heroes. Exactly. Um, and so I just I like that idea of, in some ways exploding some of the assumptions behind a lot of superhero tropes, not just in movies, but in, in comics and going, well, let's build this out and see how this would actually work in the real, real world. And so, uh, you, you know, they, uh, these superhero interns idolize the guys who've made it, the guys at the top, the guys at the top of the pyramid. Uh, but we get to see one of these guys during the movie. He's called the reinforcer. And he spends the whole uh, whole time in the movie on on the phone to his agent and his manager <laughs> and his stockbroker, and he's getting bitched out because he didn't mention Mountain Dew when he was on the TV punching a a monster in the face, and he's not wearing his AOL branded purple uniform, and he's in, and and his and his girlfriend is threatening to tell his wife about their kid, and you know, and you see, well, you know, at the top of the pyramid, it's not not that much better or more different than it is further down. There's, you know, there's so we forget how much people want of anyone who has any kind of fame or money, and uh, and I think that would be very fun too to say, well, you know. You couldn't do a lot of the things that you see in comic book movies, even in the ones that they make out are more real, just mm. because human nature wouldn't let you get away with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and wouldn't it be interesting to just see for a moment the kind of environment that uh, th that if you made it more logical would actually exist around these guys? And I think that's very attractive to me to to kind of show the secret the secret double life of, of a Iron Man or a Batman where they're on the phone bitching out their graphic designer for making them look stupid, you know? Like, yeah. you, you know, because, of course, they got to sell bat shirts, man. You know, like, that's where the money is, not saving people. It's no, in, no, no, no. It's in the it's, merchandise. It's all the accoutrements, you know? all, all the things around the edges. <laughs> so, you know, there was, there's, there's you know, uh, quite a lot of potential there, I think, in terms of, of the way it works. And I think if... If the Kickstarter campaign doesn't work, uh, I'm going to probably turn the script into 
uh, uh, feature length, uh, well, feature length, uh, you know, a full length graphic novel right. uh, stroke comic book, so long as Gemma, uh, Gemma Roberts is up for it. And, um, and expand out on that world anyway, because it's one of these ones where, you know, I have I have the I have the whole movie, and um, uh, there are lots of things I think are quite quite fun fun about it, and, yeah. and would be worth worth exploring more, you know. So we'll see what happens. Sure, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, you mentioned the Kickstarter. Um, we've got I think still a couple of weeks left to run on that. Yeah. What yeah, what sort got... of uh, what what sort of things are you doing on the Kickstarter? Um, uh, in terms of uh, rewards, in terms yeah, the of the perks and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so uh, what I wanted to do with the Kickstart campaign was take all the things I like about others and take away anything that I find personally uh, annoying. I, I think the uh, what's always going to be a, a huge challenge with Kickstarter and movies is that you're not getting the same amount in return as you are, to be frank, yeah. if you're investing in a game or, sorry, pledging on a game or pledging on a, a, a piece of technology. You or know, a book those or something that you can get tangible. And they, yeah, you know, and, and they often uh, cost the same or less than they would if you could find them on Steam or Amazon. Mm. No one is going to spend 50 quid on a movie <laughs> unless they're, they're kind of investing in the, the story behind mm. it. Um, so with that in mind, I wanted to try and make things that were more gifts uh, and, and, and more special. So up to £30, uh, everything is digital and you get you know all of the stuff that you would expect, a lot of uh, uh, behind-the-scenes movies and updates, uh, tutorials with me and interviews with a bunch of uh, people who I consider to be some of the best uh, in the world, working in their particular fields, sure. guys like uh, Paul O'Callaghan, the DLP, who just uh, filmed a new BBC series about space, and I think he's in Kazakhstan at the moment, or in Star City in Moscow. He is the next Roger Deakins. He's unbelievable, and uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm interested in behind the scenes where they actually tell you how to do stuff yeah. and yeah. answer in detailed questions. I don't. I don't give a fuck if people had fun or not. You know, like, yeah, I, don't, absolutely. I don't care. No, uh, it's, it's how I, did I, you I would... do that and what was the exactly. inspiration behind doing it that way? Exactly. So that was kind of the idea behind the, the interviews and I'm hoping maybe we can get some some folk from other places that I don't know if I should talk about because I don't oh, Yeah, I, that's I, fine. I yeah, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> but people who are involved with films like uh, Gravity sure. uh, and um, uh, the last James Bond movie are really awesome awesome uh interesting people so there's there's that stuff then there's obviously the comic book which would be in a digital form and then beyond 30 pounds we were sending stuff out to people so we've got the comic book we've got i i i looked uh a lot into how to replicate the same kind of stuff that you would you would get from the film when it was finished but what i realized was I don't. Why spend a lot of money trying to make a DVD exactly the way that you'd buy it in, in the shop? How mm -hmm. is that worth fifty pounds? It has to be personalised. It has to be special. Yeah. It has to be worth that money. So it's especially um, in a kind of digital age when we're, we're now kind of moving away from physical media towards kind of digital collections of things. Where exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I still personally buy kind of uh, like collectors' editions of things or nice box sets of CDs or books or whatever. It's nice to have them as as a kind of showpiece. But in yeah. general, if if you just wanted to watch something, you'll rent a digital copy, you'll buy a digital copy, and it'll just sit there in your library, and you can use it so 
Uh, that's exactly that's exactly it, and I think it, it is, so. You know, the the idea was everything everything else was a collector's edition, where whether it's a a USB wrist uh, a, a kind of device that has the movie and all of the stuff on, or uh, you know, I thought it would be much more funny instead of having just a a special edition DVD that would be something that anyone could buy when it come out. It would be like a pretend pirate version of the movie that Desperado had bought. So it's, uh, you know, it'll probably say that, you know, it's got Mel Gibson in it and it'll be spelt <laughs> wrong and there'll be all this crazy stuff. And I thought it'd be really fun, you know, and it'll have stuff inside, which will be really fun too. But, you know, you open it up and it's just a, a normal generic DVD that I, I would have burnt myself with a little message on it. And it has Lethal Weapon 4 written on Sharpie <laughs> on it. You know, I just, I, I think that's funny. That and sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, that... then, uh, we spent a tenner trying to replicate the kind of DVD that you would have bought for four pounds. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> in, that's in much more personalised, and that kind of gives somebody a bit more of an investment in it, in it personally. It, exactly, and then you know, for our bigger things, we had we had three different packs that we called the radium, uh, uh, plutonium, and uranium editions, and they got all sorts of, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that you might expect, like uh, superhero intern T-shirts and Blu-rays and stuff, but also fun stuff like uh, Desperado's guide to how to how to get along doing the least possible as a superhero intern as a little photocopied, you know, like uh, how-to guide and a little scrapbook with all of um, Human Shield's cl press clippings in that are yeah. like, unknown man, cleans up street really good <laughs> and all of these you know like really lame press clippings helps that, lady that, across that, road exactly man in cape helps lady across road uh you know so i think those uh those again hopefully uh, i kind of want to replicate and this probably sounds goofy but uh my girlfriend is the best person at getting presents in the world and it always really pisses me off uh, at Christmas because I, I, I'm the kind of person who, like a lot of guys, I'll spend quite a lot of money on stuff that immediately looks like it and you didn't put any thought into it and yeah. it didn't cost very much. And everyone goes, oh, thanks. And you go, God damn. And then they're pissed off with you and you're pissed off with them. <laughs> uh, whereas uh, Liz can find stuff in Aldi and wrap it and turn it into something that's um, just the most thoughtful and amazing present. So I talk to her a lot about, well, if you were going to make a present for someone, how would you do it? Because, you know, it would be very easy to spend all of the money from that pledge on, on giving stuff back. And the problem with that is, well, then how do you make the movie that you've promised everyone? Yeah. And so it's working out things that aren't necessarily expensive, but that have to add time put into them and that really, really work. And so, you know, one of the things we were going to wrap everything with was basically like a page from the Daily Bugle, mm. essentially, you know, and, every, you know and, and print essentially a whole newspaper and wrap one page in each of these packages so that everyone gets something completely different. Yeah. And, and uh, just trying to make sure that, um, that it's worth its money because as, a, as someone who... Uh, you know, who, who's worked in advertising and who's worked in uh, trying to bring things like this I into the real world. I don't like things that aren't good value. I don't yeah, like things yeah. that don't give back what they should. I think that's one of the things that I always myself judge Kickstarters quite harshly when they 
are asking for a lot and they're not really offering anything and mm. you know 20 pounds yeah. you get updates what yeah. the fuck is that you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there's but, a lot but, of them out there i think i think a lot of people yeah. are kind of under the uh, under the assumption that kickstarter is this amazing thing that you just put something on there and people flood to you with open wallets and and give you stuff um, well, I, you know, I've I've learned an awful lot about about the process through what I've done, and you know, we're we've raised more than sixteen thousand pounds so far, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Um, uh, at the same time, we've got a long way to go, and yeah. uh, you know, I would be lying if I said, oh, you know, we're definitely going to make it. Mm. Uh, I hope we do. Uh, anything can happen on Kickstarter. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, all it, all it yeah. takes is, is the notice of kind of one person who posts it and then it catches people's attention. And, and it, it's that viral thing. It's that eternal question of, you know, how do you make something viral? And if it, yeah. We would all be millionaires if we knew the answer to that. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. And, uh, but it's one of these things where, you know, I'm, I, th- I think that we've done a, a really good pitch, and I think mm. I, I I really love this this idea, and I want to make this movie. And I didn't, I wouldn't promise something I couldn't deliver, and that's why it, you, you know that's why I didn't ask for thirty grand. You know, yeah. um, it's one of these things. That, you know, quite a few people have took take, take, taken me aside and said well, you shouldn't have asked for so much, and uh, I've just had to say to them, this I want this to be. A, a good movie it's that a, I can make. It's a realistic make. estimate for something <laughs> uh, you know, that you can the, produce that its quality. It's something that uh, that I not not just me, but that I can see people I know would pay to go to the cinema to see yeah. against a blockbuster. Absolutely, and, I mean the trailer looks. You know, fantastic. you can't uh, make it for less than even if you can make that for one hundred and fifty grand, you did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, but you can't make it for thirty grand. No, you can't, no, you no. can't do that. And it's, so it's one of these things where it's been. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it where it goes and where it ends up. And um, uh, there's there's still every bit as as much of a chance as with any project that we could make it. Uh, but one of the things I think I will do uh, in the future is maybe write a series of blogs about how crowdfunding actually works, especially yeah. in regard to film, because it's not the way they say it is. No. And it's not in any way the way any of the things that I've read and researched. And, I, you know, I've been working on this for six to nine, no, about nine, nine months, mm-hmm. and done a lot of research. I don't, I don't want to fuck things up. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really work on something before I try and launch it. Um and yet I've done a lot of things wrong, you know, and, and looking at it and seeing what works and what doesn't and seeing the actual truth behind the way successful campaigns run and the way campaigns fail mm. uh, has made me feel like, well, that's advice I should I should give to other people because it it might help. <laughs> so do, do you uh, think it it's been a, a, a more difficult experience doing the, the kind of crowdfunding angle than, than you anticipated uh, in some ways, I I didn't necessarily think we would raise so so much. You know, like I, I always thought this is going to be a long shot if it works or not. Um, but I did expect there to be more backers, and I did expect things like Twitter and Facebook to result in more more backers, even if they were at a, you know at, at a pound kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what's interesting is you know we've raised sixteen grand from sixty people. That's, yeah. That's indeed. like no, that's like an amazing. astonishing. That's an average of more than two hundred pounds a person. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I didn't know uh, I knew so many generous people, and I didn't know 
how how much it will affect some people. But in terms of finding a thousand people to give you a tenner, you ain't going to do that on Twitter. No, <laughs> like, no, that, no. That, that doesn't that doesn't happen. And most of the advice you get is make a good video, uh, start up a Facebook uh, uh, page, and get out there and do press and do this and that. And that doesn't, you know, I can tell you now that doesn't work. <laughs> um, uh, plus, you don't realize, you know, I've been on Kickstarter every day for nearly six months, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. What you don't realize is how many projects there are on Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. You know, when we hit launch, the first thing it did was it takes you to the page, you know, and it takes you to the whole of Kickstarter. And it says, congratulations, you're one of 156 thousand projects live and that's when i thought fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit more difficult to get noticed than i than i thought it would and that's uh, that's a uh, that's a thing you know it's difficult to get noticed by kickstarter it's difficult to get noticed by other people it's, it's, it's uh, the yeah. algorithm is not an easy one to work no. out i thought oh if we make a bunch of money in the first few days we'll get onto popular that it doesn't work that way. I don't know how it works because some of the things on you know on popular have raised twenty dollars and have two backers and are at the very top. And you know, uh, and I don't mean that in the a, cynical in side a, of me says they paid it, for that. <laughs> no, exactly. But 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 I don't mean to sound like a like a a bitter person either because you know I was looking at where we're currently about page five on film and video by popularity, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, God damn it, there are so many people above us who've made. You, you know, it's it's not the percentage that they've raised. It's not the time that they've got. It's not the backers they've got. It's not the money they've got. What the hell is it? And then I kept on scrolling down below mine, and there's another project that looks really good that's 70% funded. It's got five days to go. It's raised 60,000 bucks, and it's buried. <laughs> you go, yeah. well, you know, and they've done lots of updates. They've done all this stuff. So you, it, there's no, no one's going to tell you how that works. And unless you ask for a small amount or you're lucky, you're, you can't assume you're going to uh, you're going to hit the the sweet spot of that algorithm yeah. and get thrown up in front of a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, you know there are there are lots of things that you just kind of go, ah, oh, it'll work. I'll I'll get lucky, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you might do. But if you if you don't, you, you know you need to know why and you need to know what works and and and, and what doesn't. And so that's been a very interesting experience in in terms of what works and doesn't. One of the the nice things that that I did was, um, or, or that happened to me was, you know, you go and you pledge on other projects and say, hey, you know, if you like, if you check out ours and if you like it, pledge. And uh, the guys from uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, or uh, uh, um, Riff Tracks, as it's known yeah. now, put in 30 quid, which I thought was really, awesome. uh, really nice. I, that was uh, that was cool because uh, yeah, I dig those guys. And they're, they're the guys who, I, you know, I actually uh, thought about approaching for roles in the in the movie because i th thought that, that would be just the fucking funniest thing yeah. ever if the guys the <laughs> yeah. voices on the tv doing the serious news are actually the guys from mystery science <laughs> theater 3000 that's that would be pretty awesome that would be pretty cool <laughs> um so uh, you know it's been uh that's been an interesting experience and, and, and like i said you know you can uh, things can change on a dime and mm. um I don't mean in the least to sound defeatist about it because I'm I'm hoping uh, that it that it works, um, but at the same time you can look at this and say, well, 
no matter what happens, there's a treasure trove of experience I have here yeah. that I that I hope I'll be able to share with with others when it comes to crowdfunding because it's um it's a much more challenging place than you than you think and uh, and it's also uh, in some ways less encouraging the kind of people you would think would be encouraging like uh, firms that deal with crowdfunding are pretty mean people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and actually uh, you, you know uh, you're probably best to avoid them um, and, well, it brings uh, it back to what you were saying at the start that you know it's something yeah. that you want to do on your own terms it's not something yeah. that you want to be making any kind of sacrifices for just to open purse strings that's exactly that exactly that that road leads trouble <laughs> yeah no that that's it you know it's it's one of these things if it, and that's what depresses me about a lot of independent movies and also projects that i can see other people doing is you haven't had a chance to find an audience or make any money. Why are you selling out? You know, like, mm, yeah. this is not the time. It's not the time to sell out yet. You, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, I, you know that's 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 the thing. It's um, it's one of these things where uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it can be brutal and you can look naive or like an idealist, but it's better to try and do the thing that you want to do rather than. Uh, than never even uh, never even go to something like Kickstarter yeah. with, with with your dream yeah. and actually give give that a shot. Yeah, wholeheartedly so, agree with you, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so that's that's the project, and um, yeah, if uh, it, uh, you know if people want to back the Kickstarter, that would be awesome. It would indeed um, be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll uh, put all the links out and everything in the show notes for this, and uh, hopefully this this should go out. Monday next week, awesome. so that should there should be enough time for people to to have a listen and go and, and check it out. Hopefully, uh, but I, mean, I I genuinely hope it succeeds for you, sir. Because it sounds you, like it sounds uh, like an excellent, pro and, 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 excellent and, project. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think um, talking about the crowdfunding and and, and this and that. Uh, if anyone uh, is would like any any thoughts or any advice about stuff, I'm very very slow at getting back to emails, but you can always email me or you can leave. A question on the updates page of the uh, of the Kickstarter, and I'll I'll try and get back to you because um, yeah, um, I'm sure there are other people listening to this that probably um, probably are thinking about giving it a go. And, I'm sure uh, there are, sir. Yes, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people out there. It's I think it's nice that it's opened up the avenue to allow people to try and do things like this. I think the only worry is that then there becomes a lot of noise, and then it becomes difficult to rise above that noise. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah. I think that's the thing, and um, uh, that's uh, that's it, 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 uh, you know I think it's maybe a little bit like uh, Twitter itself. Mm. You know, it's one of these things that was an amazing avenue for self promotion until every single person in the world was doing it, yeah. and then no one is seeing your stuff because of the not. You know, like you do a tweet, and within half a second everybody who's got that has got 17 new yeah. tweets yeah. as well and i think that's potentially an issue for the future of kickstarter is you know if if it grows exponentially as it as it has been and uh, uh, it's going to basically turn into a way of trying to get your friends and relatives to sponsor yeah. a project that you have rather than a, a legitimate, legitimate avenue for funding, finding people yeah. Uh, uh, who who don't know about you, who might yeah. be interested, but that's 
<clears throat> that's not now. That's in the future. That's yeah. something that they're going to have to. Uh, it's a work danger. Out. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um. It, it's nice to go to the people with something, <laughs> uh, even if they don't. Even if they don't. Uh, even if they don't come back. Cool. Um, okay. Well, sir, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Good luck no, with it. I, I seriously hope it works. It sounds like an thank awesome you. project. Thank you, man, and thank you for having me on. No um, worries at all. Sir. Big fucking guns!